It's Meg, one of your hosts for the show, and I'm here with my poor, sweet, sick baby. Hi. (laughs) As we said before, I'm like a cigarette mom. It's $20. Go down to the quarter store and give me some cigarettes. I thought you were saying like that the cigarettes were $20, and I was like, oh my god, holy god. I'm sure we'll get to that at one point, but um, lord, those are expensive. (laughs) Ugh, inflation, man. Inflation is so fucking bad at the moment. Oh my god, yeah. We went to the movies yesterday, me and Val, and we went to go see Men. Yeah, and I'm very excited to hear what you think of it, because it's not released in the UK yet. Well, by the time this episode comes out, it probably will be released in the UK, but at time of recording, no. Yeah, so it was opening day and we went to a matinee. Um, <laughs> We got steak and shake before and i sent v a video of us in the theater because you know i was like "Ooh, we snuck in burgers to our to our movie and v was like um we can bring food into the cinema over here and i was like my mind was blown dude yeah we don't really have to sneak anything in like i've seen people full-on eat kfc in the cinema holy shit no, yeah. we had steak and shake, <laughs> and I'm not really sure what I anticipated this movie to be like. Like, I don't think I really thought about it. I just said, Roy Kinnear, yes, I'm watching it. Um, but it was a surreal nightmare. Um, but it also made me very excited to visit you because it's set in, like, the English countryside. So it was absolutely fucking beautiful and it just like solidified that i'm like oh i cannot wait to visit you that's why i got my passport application today so it was beautiful and i can't wait for more people to see it because i would love to read other reviews about it um and i want to do a deeper dive on like the whole meaning of it because it definitely gets into like body horror in the in the final act and i didn't see it going there but Overall, it was a an interesting folk horror movie, I thought. I can't wait for you to see it because it is very... It's thought-provoking, for, for sure. Um, so I'm very interested okay. to see what other people are saying about it. I give it, like, yeah. a probably first viewing, like, a 7 out of 10. Okay, that's not too bad for an A24 film for you. Yeah, so, so I don't know. I'm interested. I kind of want to watch it a second time just to see if I, like, did as much as I thought, but I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah, the trailer doesn't really give much away, so... No, it really I, doesn't. I really don't have a clue what's going on so i'm very excited to see it and the fact that you gave it a seven out of ten first viewing yeah and um makes me pretty excited trevor and i are planning to go see nope when it comes out and he sent me an article of like i guess jordan peele talking about it and we both were like i don't want to read anything about it before i go and see it i feel like nowadays trailers give so much away like i'm super stoked to see black phone but i feel like all of the really intense parts are shown in the trailer but with men there were parts of it that like i could feel my heart start to like beat faster because it was just kind of like there's some scenes of him running at her at like full force that really just like triggered something inside of me to be like holy fuck 
But yeah, I liked it. I'm very interested to see it, but you're totally right about trailers giving too much away. Yeah. Or trailers showing stuff that isn't even in the fucking movie these days. It's just ridiculous. Like, leave me in suspense to actually, you know, want to see the film. That's kind of how I felt about Black Phone. Like, when I saw him trying to creep past him when he was asleep in the chair, like... I would have loved to, for them to have saved that for the movie because that is such mm-hmm. an intense scene. But the trailer that looks really interesting that I have to go see this movie other than Nope. I cannot wait to see Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Yes. Oh, my God. That looks so fucking ridiculous. And I, I, I love the premise of it so much. Like, people already, like, chatting shit about it. And I'm just like, no. This this is the coolest shit ever, the dumbest shit ever. I'm so excited to see. I think that Pete Davidson's probably going to be fucking hilarious in this. Um, I think yes. I loved Pete since SNL, so I'm excited to see him in a horror movie because um, he was good in Suicide Squad or The Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yeah, the small amount he was in. And I see clips of... um. King of Staten Island. Ooh, yeah, I want to see that. His film. Yeah, I've only seen clips of it, but he generally seems like he is quite a good actor. He's funny. Um, a little controversial, yeah, so, but funny. Yeah, but most people are these days, if you think about it. That is true. I mean, who's 100% innocent these days? Yeah. Name one. Name one person. General Tager. There we go. <laughs> I was about to say, um, yeah, but what is not controversial is the fact that the movie slash series that we're talking about today goes hard as hell. Okay. I'm super excited to get into this topic today. Um, we're going to be talking about Creep Show. So we're kind of continuing our anthology episode that we did last week. And we're talking about what I think is like the greatest anthology in the horror game so i'm interested to know what you think about it because you weren't like a hundred percent like you hadn't seen it at all you'd seen the show but not the movies right yeah so i um when we first started talking about this you gave me some um episodes to watch and you told me to watch creep Show. so i was like i think halfway through season three um but because i i have for tv shows if it's you know not 100 percent memorable to me i have to watch it over and over again for it to get stuck in my head no, i feel that so when we're doing this episode and you sent me resent me the list of you know what i need to watch i could totally see why you love it obviously for me <laughs> the twilight zone is one of the best anthology tv series ever but that's because i'm definitely more of a horror sci-fi girl <laughs> at heart whereas this one is definitely um weirder in a way yeah i mean can i call it weirder some of the shit in twilight zone is very fucking weird no i think that creep show the reason I like it so much is because it gives us really, really memorable characters and monsters. I feel like any of that ghoulish shit I'm into and I love all the, like seeing all the different types of monsters. And, um, you know, I feel like that really carries over from 
the original um, 1982 movie um, because, I mean, it's just literally legendary. Like, George Romero, Stephen King, and Tom Savini. Like, sign me the fuck up, dude. Like, absolutely. And I love that Greg Nicotero brought that from the original movie into the TV show because, I mean... It was made in the 80s, and they're doing a show on it in 2019, so if that just tells you anything, like, Creepshow had the little girlies clutching their pearls, okay? (laughs) So funny. Yeah, I mean, I I only had time to watch Creepshow 2 because the first one I was going to watch, and because I've been very ill, I, um didn't and the third one isn't available in the UK so I've only watched the Creepshow 2 film and watching that and seeing the TV show you can definitely tell they're from the same universe yeah you can absolutely tell that even though you know the Creepshow 2 was what 1987 and then the new creep show series is like modern day sort of thing. It still feels like they were all made in the same time period, if that makes well, sense. Well, that's because Nicotero was like under Tom Savini, and Tom Savini did have a pretty big hand in Creep Show. He did all of the special effects, and he was one of the garbage men. Um, and went on to direct some of the episodes um, of the Creepshow television show. And he wanted to keep, like, that same vibe to keep the continuity. Like, it had the same running theme as the movie. And I think that that's why it's so rad to me is because I really, really love the concept of Creepshow. Um, The fact that you kind of get horror and comic books mixed together Um, I think it's awesome, and that's because Romero and Stephen King met because the studio wanted them to do Salem's Lot, which would have been sick as fuck, but um, we ended up getting Creepshow instead, which is all right with me because it's one of my personal favorite. I mean, I will say, the one thing that I do like about Creepshow more than I like the Twilight Zone is the host, so... Twilight Zone obviously throughout its original run had a very iconic host and you know with it getting adapted to modern day with Jordan Peele like I'm not saying Jordan Peele's bad but the more modern day doesn't feel the same vibe as the original Twilight Zone because of the original host whereas Creepshow it just feels timeless because the narrator and the host is the creep yes, and has a timeless look so that's one thing that I like about it is that the host, the creep, he could be anyone, but you can still feel, again, it's married up, it's the same same time zone. Yeah, no, I love the character of the creep, like, he's creepy, but also, like, a little bit cute, like, I love it when he laughs, and yeah, I totally understand what you mean when you say that. The character of the creep, I mean... I'm clapping right now. I know that whoever's listening can't see me, but yes, I love the creep. <laughs> His look as well. Like, I don't know what it reminds me of. It definitely, I think it reminds me of a Goosebumps character. And I think that's why I like it so much. I could see that. Do you like the comic book aspect of it? Oh, 100%. Like, 
I love my comic books so much. I mean, I've got a whole, whole huge collection of comic books. Not, you know, horror comic books, but, you know, DC, Marvel, that sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, it, it... That... I don't know how to put it into words, but with it being the comic book counterpart definitely gave it more of a reason to sell merchandise yeah no i totally get what you mean by that romero and stephen king met because of warner brothers and they bonded over their love for like dc comics but they wanted to make something kind of based off of loosely based off of um they banned a bunch of like horror comics in the 50s for like being gory and they were like um let's put this into a movie and it, it it just worked for me they put their little brains together and then Savini just made it visually incredible like that is what stands it out for me at least because you know that I love special effects you get really really iconic characters and creatures in this movie and um that's all thanks to Tom Savini He's in... Ugh, he's a fucking G. He is a G. I absolutely love him. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but, yeah, I like the comic book approach that the prologue took to the story because it kind of, like, sets it up for the, the comic book feel. Um, Tom Atkins, it, I think is his name, he plays an asshole dad, and the kid is Joe Hill, which is Stephen King's son. Mr. Atkins was killing it. He was killing the game in 82 because he was also in Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Same year. Same year. And both of those movies are dope as hell. So he was killing the game back in 82. I'm wondering if he gets royalty checks for that still. I would assume so. Yeah, I mean, this is going to sound really weird. I occasionally get this guy on TikTok that comes up and he opens his royalty checks for episodes he's done. Are they a lot? Um, of TV shows. Um, depends on how much they're played and I think how many people view it at the time. So sometimes, like, he'll get 10 cents or sometimes he'll get $100. So you can still earn money from, you know, for royalties from shows you did, like, decades ago. So I'm just going to assume that he still gets a pretty fat check for both of those movies, but um, yeah, <laughs> so I mentioned that Joe Hill was in the show and I haven't really consumed a lot of his work not as much as his dad but I do love Horns. Have you ever seen that or read that? Yeah. With Daniel with Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. I don't know why people hated on I'm gonna have so to do much. a rewatch of it because I just remember really liking it but I don't remember the plot that much so I'm I'm gonna add that to my I rewatch do. list um I remember exactly what the plot was but yeah both Joe Hill and Stephen King were in this but when Joe Hill wasn't filming his scenes he just hung around Tom Savini when he was working on the effects which honestly sounds like a dream of mine and so when Tom Savini then turned around and directed a Joe Hill story and the creep show television show. That's just so cute to me. Like it came full circle. So sweet. We love that. We love to see we it. We love to see it. And also I would like to give a special shout out um, during this episode, if that's okay with you. 
I would like to shout out Tom Savini's mustache. Um, <laughs> because while I was watching behind the scenes um, clips of him doing makeup, I was just like staring at him. And then I have to go back and rewatch like the actual appliance being made. But like he has a very robust mustache. Sorry, I just had to take a moment because no, we had <laughs> we had to it acknowledge a, it. It was a good moment to take. <laughs> it was a very good moment to take. Some people are either drowned by their facial hair or they work the he facial works hair, it. and he is definitely he is a hundred percent done. He works it, Mr. Slovini. Well done, you. Well done. Yes, <laughs> I just yeah. bow to him because, like, I think what I said before that his creatures are what makes me love creep show so much um i really enjoyed the corpse and father's day that's the first segment after the initial setup and are you familiar with this storyline you said that you looked into them but you didn't watch the movie right yeah i mean someone had good me reading storylines but without the visuals oh my guilt so (laughs) i'm like getting half the picture i will google it but you you told. So Stephen King loves a dysfunctional family drama that turns horror, and I love that for him. I mean, he takes it from his own family life, doesn't it? Because he thinks he's a very dysfunctional father, doesn't he? Yeah, we. Uh, I could go into like a big deep dive right now, but I'm not going to get into that today. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll save it for our Stephen yeah, King. Yeah, we'll st- we'll save that for a Stephen King episode. <laughs> But yeah, I like this storyline. So basically, a father that was killed wrongfully um, comes back from his grave and kills his family. So like, that's the moral of this story. Don't kill your family. Like, not only is it morally wrong, but they will rise up from their grave and kill you and um, everyone that you love. So yeah, that's what I took from that story. Yeah, the visual of it. So looking at the visual pictures of it, of the corpse father holding the plate with yeah, the, the mother's head. Yes, dude, so good. Kate, and that was like the lighting. I was in about it. to say, I'm sorry, but the lighting in it looks sick. That is something <laughs> that is very that stands out to me in Creepshow, other than the creatures, is the lighting because they kind of like do that when like the big moments of horror come up, and it it's like a comic book and. They ended up turning the movie into comics afterwards, a graphic novel. So that just like paired so well with it already. Yeah. And again, the creature design is just, it's, it looks like a real corpse. Like Tom Savini is very good at creating corpses. Yes. 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 But um, yeah, that stood out to me a lot. And fun fact. Um, the ash there, he was, the father was killed with an ashtray. That ashtray that was used to kill him went on to be featured in every single segment of Creepshow and the TV show. So that is cool. I thought. That is cool. Like a little Easter egg. It is like a little Easter egg. I love that. Um, the next segment, I'm sure that you've seen pictures um, of Stephen King with all the green shit growing on him. Have you seen that? We're gonna sneeze. 
Damn. Ugh. Anytime I sneeze. Christ. Anytime I sneeze, I, um, I'll be like, a Like, I'll make a little song to it. Um, just to give it a little bit of flair. You know? <laughs> but sometimes my sneezes sound like little mice squeaks. Oh. And other times they just sound like an exposure just went off. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say that's cute, but explosions aren't cute. No. No. So... He's covered in moss. Yes. So this segment is called The Lonesome Death of Jordi Verrill, I think. And um, it's based on a Stephen King, like, short story. Um, He wrote it, like, six years prior to the movie. It's called Weeds. Um, But a meteor crashes in his yard, and he touches it and literally says, Yeah, meteor shit. And then this, like, green moss alien thing starts growing on him. And this was, like, his second acting role. And I love him. I just love him. <laughs> he was also in um, the Hitchhiker segment, the last segment of Creepshow 2. He was the truck driver. Was he? Yeah, he hmm. has range. I didn't act. Yeah, I didn't actually notice that was him in that segment, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it because I've got thoughts and feelings about. Oh, okay. Um, so like <laughs> this thing is kind of like taking over him, and like he's he he lives by himself. Like he's just kind of turning into this weird creature. Um, but I love the the colors in this. I'm a sucker for greens, and um, that was like a running thing and theme in Men too was like all the greens. Anyway, um, but Stephen King was supposedly allergic to the makeup so he was actually like it's always one. not having a good time i feel him um on that i have very sensitive skin um if i'm like out in the sun for like 10 minutes i'm like red um new makeup face breaks out it's just not a good time don't you i don't even want to talk about after when i get tattooed i'm like bruised not a not a fun time i'm not that sensitive just emotionally <laughs> One time I got a facial and I was I told her I was like I have super sensitive skin. Oh, no, not that type of facial. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> One time I went I got a facial and I said I have really sensitive skin. She was like, "Okay, I'll use the most sensitive stuff on you." And um I was like, "This is burning. This is burning. Stop making fun of me for saying facial." I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My mind just went elsewhere. So your face started burning after she gave you some sensitive the stuff. The most sensitive stuff. And I was like, this is burning. She was like, there's no way it's burning. This is like, this is literally <laughs> just pretty much like oat milk. Like, super sensitive. I was like, you don't understand, girl. I'm on fire right now. I'm sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sensitive. Yeah, I just like the fact that she argued with you. Like, no. No, you're not. How could it be burning? You're like... Oh, I'm pretty sure my face is on fire right now. Can you not? She's say gonna it? take off the stuff, and I, f- I feel like I'm gonna look like Harvey Dent. Like that is how I felt. <laughs> um, oh, but yeah, I liked the segment. Um, was it my favorite? No, not really. But um, I just love that we got to see Stephen King and something that he wrote. So that's awesome. Um, the next segment is called Something to Tide You Over. So this one, you get to see a young Ted Danson, and he looks pretty good. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. 
Um, but basically, a scorned lover, uh, Leslie Nielsen, buries his ex-wife up to her chin at like high tide. Um, so she's gonna be, you know, murdered. And he records her. This is prior to the segment starting, and um, he lures Ted Danson, who is. I guess dating his ex and um, does the same thing, makes him dig his own grave, gets in there and shows him the video of his ex basically drowning. So it was, it was deep. And then the waterlogged corpse of his ex and her new lover um, come to him and fuck his shit up. That's what... As they should. As they should. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But the waterlogged zombies were, like, gnarly. And the pale, like, washed-out palette that they chose really went well. So, look up those pictures. Those are good. I'm looking at them now. And looking at them, for some reason, it reminds me of um, Haunting of. Ooh, yeah, like that... Blind Manor, Corpses. that, That color... I see. Yes. Yeah, it definitely reminds me of that. But once again, color palette being used looks phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but Leslie Nielsen was said to have a fart machine. So like before a take, he would like do the fart. Of course. Yeah, which is so fun. <coughs> of course he did. <laughs> we love a good work environment. Yeah. He when he was alive, he generally seemed like a very fun guy to work with. Um, I watched the naked gun trilogy a lot growing up so um watch that and airplane so he was definitely up there with robin williams for me oh wow like he's one of the funny guys i enjoyed this segment like you said anytime we get to see like a walking corpse just Mm. it's just the fact that like people take their two hands and they make that like I know. And, and the f- Save some talent for the rest of I us, know, you no know? I know, no shit. And, like... <laughs> what are you talking about? You've got talent aplenty. Um... Shut up. <laughs> you, you won't let me be mean to myself. I love that. No, no, you've got talent. Um, thanks. You've got style, you've got grace. You are Miss United States. What is that from? I have no idea. I can't remember, but it's definitely from something... I don't know. The next <laughs> two segments, I think, are some of the what people pull from when they say creep show. I think that they think about the last segments. Um, so the crate is a short story that Stephen King wrote for a magazine in '79, um, and the the suspense was real in this one. What is in that fucking crate? You want to know, and the. You haven't seen it, right? You don't know about it. I don't want to like ruin it for you. No, because this one's a but good I've one. got a picture. I've got pictures up of you know obviously what's in the crate and stuff like that. So yeah, so this so. creature was in the crate, and basically a guy uses it to um, kill his wife, who he does not like, um, who is played by Adrian Barbo. Which she's in the first episode of the Creep Show television show. Um, she's in a segment called Grey Matter. Um, so again, I love the full circle and just connecting it. I think that that's awesome. But um, the the 
the practical effects that were used on the beast I watched a video of like Tom Savini like actually sculpting the creature and I'm just it's just I would love to be a special yeah it's just magical I would love to be a special effects makeup artist but like I hate the feeling of clay on my hands like when it gets dry and like it makes your skin super dry maybe I'm just like a little bit crazy it's fine um, I can I kind of understand. Okay, I can't understand uh, because you know I've got a weird thing about texture. Yeah, on my hands, like it makes me want to bomb. Like crushed velvet, velvet makes me want to actually be sick. Really? So Ooh, I love the I love velvet. I don't like the feeling no. of like cotton balls, like on my fingers, and then also working in a dentist office the thought of like cotton balls in your mouth like literally makes mm. me want to hurl myself off a fucking cliff oh yeah but yeah um i think that the beast is a very memorable creature from this movie um just the colors that were also used on it were sick as hell um and i just love him apparently um george romero called him fluffy so that's cute so <laughs> Of course, of course he would. Because he's so cute. Um, But yeah, the last segment, though, is called They're Creeping Up On You, which the roaches in this segment are, like, the thing I think that people think about when they think creep show. So basically, this guy lives in, like, a sterile, quote-unquote, like, he's a germaphobe, like, lives in this very clean, pristine, super bright white apartment Um, And he starts having a roach infestation. And, um, like, when I talk to people about this movie, almost all the conversations lead to, but those cockroaches. I feel like the roaches made people very uncomfy. And I'm not trying to be funny when I say this, but the roaches literally had their own trailer. Like, they were the stars. (laughs) The, like, stark white apartment contrasting with... I think it was like 250,000 roaches was just something else. And like, it was super hard for them to work on this because this set had to be completely sealed off. Um, so that the roaches wouldn't get out and they couldn't set them free. They had to be exterminated. So like there's a scene in it where all the roaches are in one room and that's where they were killed um, after filming. E.G. Marshall's character's death is like, literally burnt into my fucking brain because you see all these roaches bursting out of him and it is just it makes my skin crawl like you can it's disgusting you'll have to let me know what you think when you watch it um but he deserved it though because he was an asshole (laughs) um jesus yeah but they these definitely seem like very interesting segments. they are they are super interesting and they wrapped it up really well too um so the the dad in the opening threw out um joe hill's comic book so i think his name character's name is billy throughout his comic books because he didn't want him reading that horror garbage in the end you find two garbage men which tom savini um looking at the magazines um but the boy had made a voodoo doll of his dad um so that's kind of like how they wrapped it all up so i liked that you got a full story in between um all the stories and i think that that's what i was missing um 
and wanting from ABCs of death that we talked about last week. Just something with this running theme that has like a beginning, middle, and end in a way, you know? Yeah, I get you. I totally understand what you mean. So, yeah. And I watched a couple of those segments that you recommended. Um, I watched Unearthed, which I liked more than most. But I feel like the problem is that it felt very rushed. Yeah. Um, And I watched What the Fuck. W is for What the Fuck. Um, They took their budget and made the most of it. (laughs) Do you see what I made? (laughs) But also What the Fuck. So, yeah, I actually like that segment. Um, I thought it was funny, but. but So you watch Creepshow, too? Yes, I watched this one, and I've got thoughts and feelings. Awesome, awesome. Um, somebody on, that I followed on Twitter was doing, like, a Creepshow 2 watch-along, um, which I thought was fun. So I'm excited to hear what you thought about it. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. I mean... Over Ooh, overall, um, overall, I really enjoyed it. Good, I'm glad. Yeah, I definitely think the first segment is probably my favorite out of the three they did. Mm-hmm. And I think my least favorite, uh, I don't know, because I didn't really understand the third segment. Which one was that again? The Hitchhiker. Oh, okay. Like, I didn't really understand what was going on. Like, was she losing her mind? Um, I like to think of it as he was real. Just for funsies, you know? It's <laughs> called suspension of disbelief. Just, just, for, just he's yeah. real. Yeah, and I don't want to say, like, the raft's my second favourite, but I understood it more, but I didn't like... Randy. The fact that he was trying to fuck her and there's like a lake monster that is eating you. Um, come on. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Absolutely fucking dumb. But yeah, do you want to go through each segment and then I will jump in with my thoughts and feelings? The prologue. When that delivery truck comes in with all that shit. Um, what did you think about that? I mean, the overarching story in you know, the prologue, the epilogues, you know, um, and the, what are they called? Interludes. I really enjoyed them. They, it didn't feel like it detracted from the overall, you know, segments. It felt like it added to them. Yes. If that makes sense in a way. Yeah. It's, they feature the segments or stories in a way that's like handing it to you on a silver platter almost, you know? Um, yeah. so yeah, I, I like the way that they set it up. I, and I like that, like you said, it keeps with the running theme. So what did you think about, um, the old chief Woodenhead segment? I, when I was watching it, I was, I was actually pleasantly surprised at how respectful they were to the Native American culture and the tribes because I didn't think that you know in the 80s they would be that respectful to it because obviously seeing you know Americans and the American culture throughout the years they haven't been the most respectful to Native Americans I mean 
You're and, right. And they def Yeah. And, you know, they definitely make caricatures out of them. Like they do with, um, you know, black people. They make them into caricatures of their own people. So watching it, I was so pleasantly surprised at how respectful they were at telling the story and how respectful the uh, older couple, the um, shop owners, were to um, the tribe and, you know... um, Ray not wanting to take their turquoise jewellery because he knew the significance of it, of them. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I, I was definitely a little bit heartbroken when they got killed, the older couple. Oh, yeah, that was so sad. Um, it really, really was. I was like, yeah. why'd they do that? Why'd they do that? But they got what was also, coming to them, so. <laughs> yeah, and... um. I, I really fucking wanted to punch Benjamin. Like, really fucking wanted to punch him. Then he starts going off about Hollywood and shit. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. You're just wasting time here. Yeah. Why are you telling him your life dreams? Like, not a not a fan. I thought that this segment was good. Um, I enjoyed it. So I'm glad to hear that you liked your your dip in your little toe into creep show. Um, so there was an interlude that had the creep in it. Um, and I just love how, like, kind of sarcastic and sinister the creep is. I just love the character of him. Love him. Mm. Yes, I definitely relate to his sarcasm. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but we had mentioned the raft earlier. Yes, we partially mentioned it so yeah it's a group of friends going to a lake they get high and they swing out uh, swim out to a raft and um i want to say it's like a kind of oil slick sort of thing that um floating around them and you know as soon as randy saw that duck you know get drowned and killed he should have turned around and gone fuck this i'm out of here yeah but he didn't he just carried on swimming and you know what Serves him fucking right for dying in the end. Mm-hmm. All of their decisions, all the decisions that were made in this w- were questionable. Um, because I I would not just swim out to a random raft out in the middle of the lake. Also, I wouldn't want all those people up on near me like that. Maybe I'm thinking of it in mm-hmm. COVID terms. I'm like, ew, get away from me. But like, um. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad he ha- he got what was coming to him. He was douche. And I'm just, I just, I can't forgive yeah. him for just being like, let me take your top off. That part, I, I was really enjoying the segment until that part. When, you know, he lays her down and then starts, you know, filling her up and doing all this shit. And thinking that, you know, he's giving her some sort of pleasure. But really, she's getting fucking attacked by the, you know... Yeah, and a creature, whatever. I would it is. love to know how they did that effect. I should have looked into that one because it was like gooey. Yeah, I'm sure it was some sort of like gelatin or something. But yeah, yeah, I, a slime. Yeah. Ooh, I haven't made slime in a minute. I have a slime making oh, kit. Let me, I know what I'm doing <laughs> after this. Um, but yeah. Welcome back to my ASMR channel. Here's my slime. 
um um but i did enjoy how the end of the segment with it panning over to these bushes with a no swimming sign like yeah i liked that in this one we got like a a more um of the interlude because you know it was broken up and i feel like they were able to include that because you know this doesn't have as many segments as the first one yeah but the hitchhiker segment, you weren't really, like, vibing with that one? Um, so, I just want to preface this. I'm a person that understood Shutter Island and Inception, okay? I understood those films straight away. This segment, I had no clue what the fuck was going on. Like, no clue. Why was she talking to herself so often in the car? Was she generally mentally unwell? I think... Think you know, that like, she um, was also doing that because I mean it was probably so that it wasn't just silence, um, but she made some questionable choices in this one when she veered off and just started driving in the woods. Granted, I get why she did it; she was trying to knock him off. But like when she started ramming the car up against the tree, I'm like, how are you gonna get out of here? Mm. How are you gonna? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that she had something mentally wrong with her because she was so calm throughout the situation. And even when she got erratic, she instantly became calm again. And when she was, like, asking herself, like, can you live with this? Can you live with this? Can you live with this? Bitch, if you have to fucking ask yourself, no, you can't fucking live with it, can you? What if... She hit him, drove home, and then, like, carbon monoxide poisoned herself. And it was all just her wigging the fuck out when she was dying. I mean, that that, that would make out. a lot, lot of sense. That, that would, that would. Yeah. I mean. Because girl yeah. was fucked up. That's a cat. Yeah, she was crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that would definitely make sense that, you know. Oh, everything we saw between, you know, her hitting the hitchhiker and when she, you know, she's found in the end by George, her husband. Yeah, and, you know, it's alluded to the carbon monoxide poisoning, but maybe, like, the whole thing just didn't really happen. And that's why you said that she was talking to herself. It mm. was like... Yeah, and constantly asking herself, can I live with this? Can I live with this? I think probably she hit him, drove away, and then when she was asking herself you know can i live with this can i live with this that was probably up to when she started hallucinating him again was probably everything and then you know she probably was like let's pump some gas you know pump Mm. it pump gas yeah um puts pump it by black (laughs) ips underneath that part Um, (laughs) no but um this was going to be the end i think of the first movie if they couldn't secure them roaches. And I'm excited for you to watch that segment because they have some big ass roaches in that one. Sorry, back onto the roaches, but yeah. Um, It ends with the epilogue and the whole time you get this delivery truck. um, The creep knew them kids shouldn't have been reading those damn comics. He didn't give a damn. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Now, I did enjoy, um, you know, they were 
leading up to that point, like um, the Venus flytrap, and then like, what are you going to do with that Venus flytrap? You know, LOL. And it's just like, <laughs> maybe I'm going to feed some bullies to it. Who knows? Jokes on you. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so you liked this, so you'll have to report back about your thoughts and feelings on the first one when you do get a chance to watch. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. And, you know, whenever the third one becomes available in the, the UK, I'll probably watch that as well. But, again, I can't watch it anywhere here. Mm, boo. So you want to talk about some of our favorite parts um, and stories of the TV show? Yes. I mean, I've got the segments that you sent me. Yeah. So, so uh, I guess we can just go through these. Um, as season one, episode two, The Finger, directed by Greg Nicotero. So, like, he knew what he was doing. Don't oh. don't play coy with me. Um, <laughs> I fucking love Bob. He is so cute. Me too. I want a little Bob plushie. Oh my god. Any form of puppeteering I love. Especially um, when it's like you can see the full body of the creature and you know you can tell it's puppeteering and the creature design as well. Like yes it gave me alien vibes but I don't really care. I, I don't even yeah care at all um when i saw bob i knew what my life had been missing it was him and it it was him (laughs) eating the damn popcorn like are you kidding me get the fuck out of here he is so cute um he is margo my friend came over and i was doing like a hair trial for her wedding that's in a couple weeks and um afterwards she doesn't like scary movies or anything like that I was like, will you please sit down and watch this with me? She was like a little bit hesitant about it. She was like, okay. I was like, I promise he's really cute. Like, it's really not that scary. He is very cute. And she was like, okay, (laughs) whatever. I was like, this is payment for me doing your hair. You got to watch it. (laughs) And she agreed. She was like, I can see what you were saying. Like, he is a little bit cute. Him snoring. He's a hundred percent cute. He just wanted to please him. He just wanted to give him something. I feel that. I know. Yeah, I did also enjoy the narration style of the segment. Yes. Like it felt like uh, a noir in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was definitely a different take on you know human finding aliens. Yes. And it just felt like a bond between a a pet and a human. I think that's why it worked so well. He was like his his pet. It just hit me. Bob's love language is giving gifts. That's so sweet. Um, also from season one, moving on from probably one of the cutest things that we'll ever talk about on this podcast. Um, episode four of season one. I liked both of the stories in this one. Um, I loved the companion because scarecrows are fucking scary. I don't I don't trust them at all. <laughs> but I love the the color palette of this one too. Yeah. Um I I put down it gave me um loser club vibes at the beginning. Very much so. For sure. Um and I in I enjoyed slash liked the uh, monster design. It was simple but effective. 
Very much so. I'm glad that you liked this I feel song. like I say that a lot. <laughs> I mean... It was simple. Motherfucker. I mean, if it works, it works. Yeah, if it works, it works. You don't really need to go over the top with certain things. Like, some of the scariest creatures are, like, the simpler looking ones. 100%. I was going to also take it back to men because one of the scariest characters in men... I mean, it's all Rory, whatever his name is, Kinnear. Um, <laughs> the scariest part of that was him when he was a little boy. Like, it's the little things that can scare you. So, yes. And um, in Lydia Lane's Better Half, the second part of this episode, um, that is something that also scares me. Elevators. Every time I get on an elevator, I kind of freak out a little bit. But if I ever got stuck on one and there was a dead body with me, I I would have a meltdown. But losing the power on top of it? No. Mm. No. This one would have sent me over the edge. I definitely would have been acting the same way if I was in that situation. And, you know, I already have a love-hate relationship with elevators thanks to Final Destination. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but um, it was kind of sad, this segment as way, like, the way it begins. Yes. Like, obviously, you could tell that the worker was only using the boss to, like, further her career. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of sad in a way yeah it was and like the initial how she killed him initially was very savage i thought um Mm. but yeah i i like this one it kept me on the edge of my seat when i was watching it so i really liked it and i really really liked me too the first episode of season two both of Mm -hmm. them again were good the model kid one made me sad the kid deserve the kid deserved the world yeah and definitely handled the situation a lot better than I would have. I, I would have not have held it back on that uncle. Yeah, fuck that dude. I, I, I don't know if I'd kill him, but I would have smacked the shit out of mm. him. You know, mm-hmm. but and it was it was so sad, yeah. so sad. I know. Um, Nicotero directed both of these, so you know, you know. He knew what he was doing. I think I mentioned that before, but um, the very, very, very important part of this episode was the public television of the dead. We love an evil dead piss take, honestly. It's evil dead meets fucking badass Bob Ross. Like, uh, do yeah. we need to say more? No, I think out of all the segments that I watched um, that you suggested, I definitely think this one was my favorite just because you know bob ross he's just you know he's such a gentle guy sweet talking and then <laughs> you, you throw evil dead shit in there and he and he just fucks shit up he just fucks shit he up. does and i hear him because deadites are fucking assholes so like yeah i understand but yes i love this segment and anybody who loves bob ross and anybody who loves evil dead will like this so yes um 100 the last one that i suggested to you i think is 
one of my favorites other than um public television of the dead which is like a fan favorite like everybody loves that one um for the same reasons that we do but um i really liked um episode five of season three uh things in oakwood's past it's the only animated segment other than like when we see the creep animated um and i want more i want more spooky animated stuff please yeah i got here it remind it reminded me of an adult swim cartoon segment like it just gave me adult swim vibes and i definitely i think i enjoyed it more because of that um but uh, yeah it, it was an interesting story like them trying to figure out you know what's in the bag what's in the box yeah. and you know them going to open it and then she realizes like oh, oh shit, shit. Yeah. we're not actually supposed to open this Whoops. Yeah, it was like a very gruesome Scooby-Doo that didn't have a very happy ending. Well, I mean, she had a happy ending because they couldn't leave the town. But I mean, like... But did she? <laughs> did she have a happy ending? Did they? Um, I... Her love interest, dead. Her boyfriend, her dad, dead. Everybody dead. Town fucked up. Yeah. Um, I loved all the different ways that they showed people getting killed in this one. I thought that it was super wicked. I'm excited for when we do um, an animation episode because Val's like super into animation. So they will definitely yes. want to join. Um, when I told Val that we were doing this one, they were like, yeah, fuck yeah. But yeah, I think that Creep Show is awesome. Um, I think you can watch Creep Show, the original on Prime, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but if you want to watch the TV show, it's exclusive to Shudder. Hey, Shudder. Hey, baby. I'm going to make a TikTok <laughs> compilation of all of your Shudder shoutouts. <laughs> me, me, me loving Shudder and then me talking shit to Shudder. Fuck you, Shudder. <laughs> I'm, ju- I'm just kidding. No, I, I do. Uh, reason why I do love Shudder is because I don't think they have stuff block just that in regions like no matter where you are you can watch anything whereas like netflix you know you've got certain things that you can watch in the u.s but doesn't show in the uk yeah, and you've so got certain lame. things in the uk that doesn't show in the u.s so i think that's why we are able to watch the same thing on shutter yeah well and talk about it you can't watch channel zero and that's a really good one a horror anthology yeah but um so if that ever becomes available to you definitely watch it um but speaking of shudder shudder better make it fucking available for me in the uk please (laughs) um but yeah you found a movie for me that i'm gonna watch tomorrow and i'm so fucking excited and happy that you found that i still it's still a mystery so um since i am done watching everything that ty west has directed i'm watching all the stuff that he's been in and um you found silver bullets for me, which it I I searched for fifteen minutes, dude. I couldn't find it. Yeah, and then she sends me a text, and I think I found it. And what fuck? Yeah, if that. Yes, and it's not even available in the UK. Yeah, so <laughs> it's so fucking weird. Um, I'm excited to watch that one. Uh, but yeah, you have to let me know how it is. Again, like I said, it's not available in the UK, but it's available in the US. 
I can't watch half the shit over here. It's so well, fucking ridiculous. when I was looking for it, I found it on this, like, streaming site. And it was like, you have to be a premium member. And I was like, okay, what is a premium member? Like, five, ten dollars Okay, I'll pay for it just to watch this movie. Um, and then it said forty nine ninety five, And I said, get the fuck out of here. You have got to be fucking kidding me. Um, daylight robbery, honestly. Daylight robbery. 100%. Um, but we will definitely have to, like, do another anthology episode because we could also have included um, American Horror Story. Um, yeah. Twilight, Twilight Zone. Zone. So there's more horror anthologies. Goosebumps. 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 So there's a lot. Uh, we're going to talk about Trick or Treat in October. Hell yeah. Because, um, like, that's such a Halloween movie. Like, we have to. We have to. Um, yeah. Oh my god, I love Sam so much. I fucking love Sam. <laughs> um, but if you, as a listener, have another horror anthology that we haven't talked mm-hmm. about or discussed, um, hit us up on our socials. We're on Twitter at HorrorHunsPod and Instagram at HorrorHunsPodcast. Just shoot us a message. Um, say hey. Um, if you want to be on an episode, shout out to one of us and we'll try and make it happen. Yes, yes. Because we just want to talk to people about horror. So share this with your friends yeah. that like spooky shit. And yeah, follow us, interact with us, be our friends. Because that's how me and V became Please. friends, um, was we bonded over stuff that we liked. So be our friend. Yeah. Why can't be our we friend. be friends? Why can't we be Why can't friends? we be friends? Me and V are so much BFFs that I got my... Um, application for my passport so it's gonna happen bitch she gonna she, she gonna come visit me i'm gonna show her all the pretty little places in the yukon as long as there's like not a naked man staring at me in a field um that then goes and tries to burglarize my home and then fuck some shit up that sounds great with me i can't promise anything it's 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 England, you know. Okay. Weird shit happens here, you know. <laughs> okay, maybe this movie men has um deeply scarred me. Anyway, um V, do you have any final thoughts? Um anything you want to say about creep show, horror anthologies, or just life in general? Uh, Thank you.